The Bruins' first loss of 2022 was pretty wild. COVID-19 has put a wrinkle in Tuka Rask's comeback attempt or bid or reality. And uh, David Krejci has some very interesting things to say about the current Boston Bruins lineup. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Today is Friday, January 7th, TGIF. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed, free to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated and drop some comments on the YouTube page as well. Always happy to interact over there. Social media people, you can follow along at Locked NHL Bruins on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me and my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now the Bruins riding a three-game win streak to begin the new year. Facing off last night against the Minnesota Wild, and they came up short. Uh, the game-winning goal was scored by local boy Matt Baldy, making his NHL debut. The former Boston College player looked very good for the Minnesota Wild. Now, the Bruins did outshoot Minnesota by a margin of 38-30. 17 of those shots came in the third period a little something we like to call score effects where the uh, team that is behind really turns it on and puts the uh, leading team on their feet a little bit, but they weren't able to get the puck past Capo Kokkinen in the third period, unfortunately. Uh, now, the big story from this game was an injury suffered by Kirill Kaprizov, uh, when he was hit along the boards by Trent Frederick uh, after Kaprizov got his skates caught up with Matt Grizzlick. So uh, Kaprizov was kind of falling to the ice and Trent Frederick finished his hit and Kaprizov, the team's leading scorer, was taken out of the game. That resulted in a fight with Dmitry Kulikov and then Frederick also fought Marcus Foligno in the third period. Uh, Frederick with... Seven minutes of ice time, 16 minutes in penalties. And it was uh, a penalty for boarding that was assessed on the Kaprizov hit. That ensuing power play is when uh, Baldy scored the go-ahead goal for the Minnesota Wild. So kind of a net negative for Frederick in this game. From the Minnesota perspective, Head coach Dean Evison said he was really frustrated with how Kirill got hurt. He called it a predatory hit. Uh, not a hockey play. The puck sitting right there. All he has to do is take the puck and go. Kaprizov was in a vulnerable position. Hit a player from behind. See it all the time. It gets taken care of. 
hopefully it gets taken care of here. He means in the way of supplemental discipline. It was taken care of on the ice with the two fights. Uh, he said Kaprizov is as tough and gritty as they get, and he doesn't come back in that hockey game, so it doesn't look good. Frederick said he hopes Kaprizov is all right. Obviously, didn't mean to hurt him. Trying to make a hockey play, finish a check. He didn't get to see the replay, but uh, he thought he kind of fell as he was doing it, so it's hard to pull off it, and that was the case, of course. Uh, head coach Bruce Cassidy said he didn't see it live. Looks like Kaprizov turned away from Grizzlick in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Frederick was tracking back into the zone. He didn't know if Kaprizov stumbled or ducked from the hit. Doesn't know the player well enough, but Frederick sort of leaned into him. Cassidy said he didn't think there was any malicious intent other than separating him from the puck, which you better do or he'll hurt you. You just have to do it in a legal matter. Now, the puck was kind of sitting right there for Frederick to take. Didn't require the hit as Kaprizov was already falling to the ice. But Cassidy said it looked clean from his point of view. Refs didn't see it that way. The Wild didn't see it that way. They reacted. One of their best players, so he got it. Uh, the Bruins would hopefully do the same, but he didn't think there was anything malicious in the hit. Kulikov, who fought Frederick afterwards, said he didn't watch it back, but it looked like a dirty hit. Frederick was coming in. Kirill was in a vulnerable position, still made the hit. You don't want to see your teammate go down like that. It's just unfortunate he left the game. And Kulikov, he would have said he would have stepped up for anyone. So that was the big story last night. We'll see if there's any supplemental discipline. Again, I wasn't a fan of Frederick's game. I know fans were thrilled with the fighting. They love the physical presence, but there's a difference between like bringing positive fourth line energy and bringing energy that is not honed and ends up hurting the team. And this is what happened in this game last night. There were some positives in this one. Big bear of the night. I'm going to give it to Brad Marchand. He scored the Bruins second goal to bring the team within one. He had six shots on goal, five hits in this one, two takeaways. Uh, he did have a penalty as well for holding Alex Goligoski, but for my money, he's the Bruins best player, their MVP, a league MVP candidate. And he was as good as anybody in this game. Uh, credit to Taylor Hall as well. He scored a power play goal to keep things rolling for himself. I believe he's now on a three-game point streak, uh, which is really – oh, sorry, four games uh, point streak now. He's got two goals, two assists to begin 2022, and that is the kind of production they need from Taylor Hall on a night-in and night-out basis. Things do not get any easier for the Boston Bruins as they now travel today to Tampa to take on the Lightning tomorrow night. And then uh, Tampa just dismantled the uh, Calgary Flames on Thursday and uh, looking good with Nikita Kucherov back in the mix. Uh, the score was 4-1, very lopsided score. And then uh, next week they will play the Capitals in Washington. Um, so obviously on Monday's podcast, we'll talk about the Lightning game. Tee up the Capitals game. Uh, be nice for the Bruins to get three out of four points from those two teams. 
uh, but they might up getting two out of these six points that were uh, really important games for the Bruins. The first three games, we all know they played against lesser opponents. Now they're playing playoff teams against whom they haven't really had success this season, which uh, is a, a point of concern uh, for sure. So yeah, it was an entertaining game against Minnesota for sure. Uh, Trent Frederick brought some fireworks, didn't really help the team per se. And um, playing without Charlie McAvoy, dealing with a lower body injury, Jake DeBrusque on COVID list, as well as Thomas Nosick kind of uh, mixed things up in the bottom six, which had been going lately. Uh, so hopefully those guys can get cleared soon and uh, we can get back to that fourth line that was working with Frederick on the left side, Nosick in the middle and Lazar on the right. Before we move on to the latest on Tuka Rask, a quick word about Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include, include Built Bar in your plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better to be honest. And they make it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that are kind of chalky or waxy, tastes like a chemical spill. Uh, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're also good for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Here's an idea for you. Get rid of all your secret stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. When you're craving a snack or treat, reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. So many flavors to choose from. Go to built.com right now, put together your box, and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms and also on YouTube. So please do subscribe. Uh, great to get the uh, yeah subscriber base growing and to get more people on board here when it comes to uh, the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Now, Tugarask, as we all know, signed a PTO with the Providence Bruins on Thursday, marking the official beginning of his return from hip surgery. The plan is that he would start Friday in Providence against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, but that game was postponed due to COVID-19 concerns surrounding the Phantoms. Uh, what it means for his next steps remains up in the air. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said he found out tonight or last night the game got canceled, uh, both games this weekend. Um so there's really some question as to what it means for uh, Tukarask, whether he will still get some games down in Providence. I don't think they play again until next weekend. Uh, so that would really uh, put his comeback, yeah, just behind. He was planning to be with the team as early as next week. The next game for the uh, Providence Bruins is next Friday, the 14th. So will he come up and practice with the team, maybe get 
some games in with the Bruins before or in lieu of going down to uh, Providence, or will they wait? We'll have to see. But um, Rask seemed very happy to be back. Um, he said he's already noticed a significant difference from how he felt last season when his injured hip hindered his ability to move around the crease. He said it was bothering him all last year. He still did post a 913 save percentage, which was pretty impressive. He said the biggest issue was catching of the joint and the pain that that created uh, makes a huge difference. Now, every time he goes butterfly, he can get up doesn't have to think about it locking up on him again and creating that pain. Uh, he feels really great, which is great to hear. Uh, again, the plan was to be up with the big guys next week. He said it all depends on how he feels after the game tonight, which again has been postponed. Physically, he feels great. It's been a while since he's seen game action. So, Without that game in uh, Providence, it's hard to say if he can get back into the NHL right away without getting that. Could he go play for the main Mariners? I don't know. Uh, that would be that would be really something. But, um, you know, it was interesting to hear him say that he never really considered retirement. The hip injury didn't really bother him in terms of a day-to-day basis, he got it because he wanted to return to the NHL. Uh, he said he's been doing rehab every day for the last five to six months, long process to go through and then decide not to come back. He never really flirted with the opportunity of just hanging them up, nor did he say he really flirted with the opportunity to go anywhere else. Uh, he said it's, a situation where he wants to reunite with Bergeron, Marchand, some other guys who haven't been as around as long. He said it's a business like everybody knows, but for us players, when we've had a team like the Bruins, basically a bunch of us have grown up together here. You kind of feel that brotherhood and you don't want to leave guys on bad terms. Just wanted to try to come back and be helpful and maybe finish it off with a bunch of those guys who I've played with my whole career. Now, in terms of how things will shake out with Rask, Swayman, and Allmark, um, Cassidy said having one net for three goaltenders, it will be a challenge that they'll have to try to figure out. At the end of the day, we'll do what's best for the Bruins. Um, it's human nature that as Tuca gets close, you're going to look over your shoulder. It can be good, can be good for competition, or it can go the other way where they start worrying too much about it. But they knew from day one that this was a possibility. Everybody's been professional about it. Uh, Tuca didn't want to be a distraction when he has been practicing. Um, and it's his intention to just help the guys as much as he can. Um, he said, I'm not looking for a big contract. Just want to come in and help out the guys. Do my part that way. Obviously, people from the outside are looking at controversy. There's always going to be controversy when you play in Boston, uh, Rask said. But sharing the net with Sway and Linus in practices, they all get along great. And um, obviously with Swayman, he doesn't need waivers to go down to the AHL. So that would be the easiest solution. Um, move him to the taxi squad. 
Cassidy said he just wants to give the team the best chance to win. If that means Swayman, then uh, so be it. It's a good problem to have. Um, Tuca can only help the Bruins. And um, however the goaltending situation shakes out, the Bruins should be in good hands. There's been a lot of talk about approaching Allmark and maybe asking if he would waive his no-move clause. A tough ask for a guy who just signed there. Um, you could ask, I suppose, and frame it as go play with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and try to win a cup with those guys. But again, um, you just signed the guy a few months ago, 30 games into the season uh, after a four-year commitment. That would be not a great look for other players who – might consider signing with the Bruins uh, down the road. So again, Rask was supposed to play tonight in Providence. That game was postponed, as well as uh, Sunday's game against the Phantoms. They don't play again till Friday, uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on where Rask ends up if he gets back to practicing with the Bruins. They're actually going on the road now for a couple days. They won't be back until uh, Wednesday, uh, where they will play the Canadians at home. And uh, so perhaps he'll just practice with Providence over the weekend and uh, maybe stick to that playing a game next weekend. And that will just bump his uh, return to the Boston Bruins. If you're looking to bet on Tugarask winning the Vesna Trophy this year, you can find the odds at Bet Online. They want to wish you a happy betting new year as they continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and they have a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on to get started football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Use that promo code locked on to get that 15% welcome bonus at bet online where the game starts. Now an interesting, uh, article emerged in the Czech Republic, uh, Stick tap to Ty Anderson of 98.5 for uh, getting a translation for this and uh, posting it this morning here on Friday. Uh, David Krejci, as we all know, has returned to the Czech Republic playing for Oldemuk HC. He has 17 goals and 33 points through 34 games. Uh, he caught up with Miroslav Horak, a hockey reporter over there. And he talked about how David Pasternak is currently playing on the second line, although he was bumped up to the first line last night as the Bruins were um, looking to get that tying goal. And um, Krejci said, Coach Cassidy rarely let the two of us play together, meaning him and Pasta. Must have been something to split the first line and give pasta to me. Maximum of two games. After years, I leave Boston. Suddenly, it's possible. That surprises me. Cassidy always told me that he had no reason to take pasta off the first line. 
and that it would be as short as possible to dismantle the forces. I had to take it. But now Pasta has Fiverr, so many matches on the line with Taylor Hall and Eric Hala. Strange. It's actually only four games. But Krejci continued, I dare say that whenever we played together, it worked for us and it was useful for the team. Sometimes the coach put us on overtime or four against four. Mutual chemistry was there right away. We scored goals. Now I'm just thinking that he could have taken pasta out first for me and everything could have looked different. But that's the way it is. I don't blame the coach. In terms of possibly coming back at some point, he added, I don't want to speculate. Um, No one knows right now, including me. And... um, whether or not Pasta is struggling because he is gone, because guys like Tori Krug left, facilitators. Um, again, he said he didn't want to speculate, but it's reflected in Pasta's numbers. So very interesting comments. I don't want to call them critical of Cassidy or negative, but certainly raises some eyebrows, same way that uh, David Bacchus raised eyebrows a couple weeks ago talking about how he was used by Bruce Cassidy. Is that the reason Krejci left? I don't think so. He obviously wanted to go home, be with his family. Um, But would it impede him coming back? Possibly. He might um, wonder why it is that he was not granted that opportunity. Um, Oh, well, he, in fact, he is wondering why that. Um, on the ESPN broadcast last night, they mentioned that the second line center position is still the biggest weakness for the Bruins. I don't think Eric Halla is the long-term answer there. And uh, Frank Cervelli of Daily Faceoff put out his 20 trade targets list um, the other day, yesterday. Thomas Hurdle of the San Jose Sharks, the number one target. He would be a perfect second line center for the Boston Bruins. Um, they mentioned, he mentioned Lawson Krause, who I pointed to the other day as a guy I could see being a good Bruin, Jack Roslovich in Columbus. That could be a pretty, um, interesting trade target. He's a pending RFA $2.21 million qualifying offer, which is half of DeBrusque. Uh, he is a center, uh, only 14 points in 30 games, uh, only 24 years old. He could fit in pretty well with the Bruins, I think. Um, other centers on the list, that's pretty much it. Dylan Strom at 18. Uh, I could see him, I've said that all along, being a target for the Bruins. But as uh, was reported the other day, um, actually by Frank Saravelli in that article, he mentions... Um, he mentions Jake DeBrusque. He said that Don Sweeney has called all teams offering DeBrusque for a similar player, kind of someone who's fallen out of favor or whatnot. And um, yeah, no takers as of yet. So with DeBrusque out of the lineup, that's only going to stall things. Trade deadline is set for March. DeBrusque, Sinitian have asked for trades. Jack Stanika could be in play. Uh, who knows? But, um, yeah, interesting comments from Krejci. And the search for the second-line center continues. Charlie Coyle, I thought, looked pretty good up there. But uh, the way things are going right now, doesn't seem as though 
he's going to be bumped up again anytime soon. These lines have been working pretty well, uh, and hopefully everybody can get back from the COVID list in time for tomorrow's game, perhaps maybe Sunday at the latest, or sorry, yeah, Monday at the latest after some negative tests. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Bruins. A lot to talk about, um, and uh, hopefully the Bruins can bounce back against Tampa. It will be a tough test for sure, a big measuring stick game. The Bruins' underlying numbers are good, but again, they've struggled against playoff teams this season and uh, really need to make their mark against some of the better teams in the NHL in order to prove that they are not just playoff bound, but could be more than just a one and done in the playoffs, which is a little iffy at the moment. hope you're all doing well. Hope you have a good weekend. You can hear online learning going on in the background. It's a bit crazy here right now, but um, just the way life is. And uh, yeah, we can get through this together. Hopefully this podcast is um, an encouragement to you. If you're looking for your second listen, I recommend checking out locked on bets. They have all the great information all your one-stop shop for gambling needs hosted by your boy Q expert analysis from Lee Sterling free and available on all platforms. We'll be back on Monday with a fresh episode of locked on Boston Bruins, part of the locked on podcast network, your favorite team every single day. Have a great weekend friends. Catch me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren at locked on NHL Bruins over the weekend for all the latest. And if any news breaks, I'll be sure to post a bonus pod. Peace.